Live from the JSA Podcast Studio, presenting Data Movers, showcasing the leaders behind the headlines in the telecom and data center infrastructure industry. Welcome everybody to Data Movers. I'm your host, James Kataya, founder and CEO of JSA, along with my fabulous co-host, top B2B social influencer, Evan Christel. Hey, Evan. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Data Movers, where we sit down with the most influential men and women of today's leading telco and data center world, supporting the infrastructure requirements of this next normal. Uh, Jamie, good, good to see you here. Are you at home? Where, where are you these days? Yeah, I'm still uh, in Southern California, enjoying the fabulous view and weather. Uh, but where are you? I see this uh, hotel-esque background there. I am in a hotel and I'm excited to be in Miami. I'm excited to have a kind of workcation here with my friends and clients at IT Expo, the big tech event uh, happening this week and uh, gathering with, uh, with former colleagues and friends and getting out of the world. Very exciting. Yeah, this is so exciting. IT Expo is really, uh, you know, the first conference of, Expo uh, that's that's having a, you know a session uh, now that uh, COVID numbers are getting uh, uh, less and less scary. So what's it like? Are there lots of people on the floor? Or well, I will not be on the floor. I'm I'm a little gun shy of getting it together in large groups, but I will be having dinners and lunches with with friends and clients and in smaller gatherings and just covering the uh, the event from afar. But speaking of amazing uh, people to meet, we, we have a great guest today, huh? Absolutely. You know, here on Data Movers, we really love to uh, to get the, the movers and shakers of our industry today. We are very honored and excited to welcome Stefan Jojerd. He is the CEO of Telia Carrier. Stefan, welcome to Data Movers. Thank you, and thanks for having me. Uh, it's uh, It's good to be here. Thanks, Stefan, and thanks for interrupting your midsummer vacation in Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, we know that's uh, that's a big deal, and we appreciate you being with us. And congratulations on your company, uh, Telia Carrier, being independent and worth what about a billion dollars? That uh, must be a nice feeling. Oh, yeah, it, it absolutely is right, and I and I think we're we're three weeks into this now uh, after actually becoming fully standalone, and, and I think the entire organization is very excited about the, the prospect of being standalone, really, and, and doing it on on our own uh, from that perspective. So, so really good. Yeah, well done. And you know, I wish COVID uh, weren't part of the conversation, but unfortunately, it still is. Uh, although we're getting back to normal in many countries here, including the U.S., um, but it's been a long road. Um, how has how has the pandemic impacted uh, the business at Telia Carrier, and uh, more interestingly, maybe for our audience, the network itself? What was the impact on your planning of infrastructure, your maybe security implications, and otherwise? Yeah, I think I'll, I'll cover just a, a bit briefly. I think on the on the organizational aspect because I think that's also very interesting. We're we're a, a, a global organization with uh, around five hundred people in twenty different countries, and when we're very accustomed to to working 
distributed. So typically you have your, your team colleagues in, in multiple different offices around the world. And, and I think when we when when uh, this hit and and uh, everyone was homebound uh, essentially in all the different markets that were present, it was more or less work as usual for a lot of people from a daily interaction point of view at least, right? So so I don't think we we suffered as much as an organization from you know the, the new working habits and working through a uh, you know Teams or or Zoom or whatever kind of application you're using, but. Uh, um, but but uh, that sort of was just an, a normal way of working for us in, in many ways. Of course, there were quite a lot of things that were different uh, apart from that, uh, uh, which, which of course is from, from just getting access to all the different technical sites, being able to actually perform your work on a, on a daily basis and so forth. But I think in most countries that we're uh, present in and where we have network presence, People actually saw telecommunications as a as an essential service, which meant that we that we had the good ways of actually being able to access and get into it with the right the right type of paperwork, of course, and making sure that we could uh, get access to the various different locations that we needed to be present in. But I think th those were a lot of the practicalities around that. I, I think in many ways we, you know, when you look back at it now, it's it's been unfortunately almost a year and a half already right and and uh, sort of the, the 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 major concerns that we had at the time when it really hit didn't necessarily materialize as bad as we thought at that point in time at least um but what we did see was of course uh, the the importance of of what we do and what the telecommunications and data center industries do in, in combined in that sense with providing enormous uh, connectivity needs. Um, everyone went home, homebound, working from home, using video services, uh, traffic exploded in many ways. Uh, we could see it gradually happening through the Asian market that were the first and the European and then it hit North America and then Latin America. Um, uh, so uh, in, in, in that way, we could sort of almost follow and unfortunately the way that the pandemic spread uh, globally in the way that traffic surged in the different regions i think we saw a, a full year's growth more or less in 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 a couple of weeks uh, on the global footprint and and of course that's a challenge in itself uh, in just coping with with that kind of volume increase in such a short time span and so, so I think it was a lot of scrambling, uh, both uh, internally within our own, um, you know, operations of making sure that we had the ample amount of connectivity between uh, all the different sites that we're providing, but also to be able to provide that to clients because a lot of clients were in, in desperate need of, of more capacity. But at the same time, also interconnecting to a lot of other players in the in the global internet community because it is a it is a network of a lot of networks. Uh, which means that that's uh, critical as well to ensure that we have that up and running at all times. And I think it was, uh, I, I think I've commented on that somewhere else as well. I think it was kind of relieving to see in some ways that it was, um, uh, people were getting back to the engineering core of, of internet and really throwing away, you know, all the political aspects and business aspects and really making sure that the internet worked as as well as it could do during that time period. And and I think that was, that was very very positive experience, I think, uh, in, in the midst of a very bad experience. I love that description, the getting back to that engineering core of the internet um, and, and for certain, the interconnectivity between networks. 
uh, really skyrocketed. Um, and, and therefore, also uh, choice that enterprises have uh, when choosing networks um, or networking-related services, um, certainly, um, certainly also skyrocketing. How does Telia Carrier differentiate itself in this networking marketplace and, and stand out to prospective customers? Well, I think in, in, in a few different ways, right? From for one for one aspect, I think we are one of the key fundamentals of the of the internet in that sense of, of providing the internet backbone services and and uh, arguably the the largest or one of the largest internet backbones at least and with a very global footprint and um, located in in many different data centers with a lot of uh, interconnect capabilities and that's sort of on the on the physical side of how we differentiate a little bit. Uh, on, on the on the on the software aspects, or let's say the more human aspects in that case, it's really to be able to 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 interact uh, throughout the the, um, uh, the the chain with the enterprises and and make sure that we actually service them through not only through a good sales experience, but also through a good delivery experience and a, and a good customer support experience throughout that entire workflow that the that the typical enterprise customer has. And I think that those are the the main things which sets us apart a little bit from the from the com, uh, competition in that sense. And and of course, it's it's kind of difficult to have a proof point of your customer excellence and your customer experience unless you are a client of ours. But uh, but at the same time, we 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 do get a lot of positive feedbacks from from the existing clients that we have. So hopefully, we a little bit of word of mouth would help in that sense, right? <laughs> so. Uh, it's great to hear you talk about customer experience, uh, something that's rarely talked about in the traditional legacy telco world. But um, I've actually seen Telia Carrier in the news quite a bit lately. You've, you've made this significant expansion here in the Americas. I believe you're the first non-U.S. carrier to offer 100G uh, gig services uh, both in the U.S. and Europe. So tell us some of the drivers behind that network expansion and for our technical audience, maybe more about your fiber backbone itself. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, actually, we've been we've been present in the U.S. as um, as, as an operator since the end of the '90s, actually. And I, I was actually living in the states, building up the very first part of the U.S. network that we that we had, which was an exciting exciting time at that point in time. But uh, I think we we've been very consciously building uh, on 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 our network out on with you know modern technology in that sense being able to do 100 gig first on on both sides of the of the transatlantic uh, ocean but then of course also taking next steps up to 400 gig capabilities as well both on the on the optical side but also on the on the router side to be able to interconnect in that manner as well so I think that that's a, a, a gradual journey that we've done. We've always tried to be a little bit in the technology forefront in that sense. If we look at, at our footprint in the in the US, I mean, we have a coast-to-coast -coast network and then I would say the traditional figure eight network in that case, uh, spanning the major cities on the East Coast, the major cities on the West Coast, and then uh, across, the, across the US. Uh, but also then tying in that network uh, down to the region where you're present right now in, in Florida uh, 
uh, and up uh, north a little bit as well. And, and then, of course, in, into the Mexican region as well and into the borderline in Texas as well. So we gradually expanded our footprint, both with the fiber and, and optical capabilities, but then also following that uh, very much with the IP domain uh, throughout as well. And so it's been a gradual organic growth uh, over quite many years um, in, in the States, uh, but also on the European market. Yeah, I remember back in the days, early 2000s, Syria uh, having a, uh, a pop in uh, 60, 60 Hudson Street. So yeah, it's been... yeah exactly. <laughs> a long time. Yeah, it's a long time ago. <laughs> we started uh, we started this interview, um, of course, looking back at some of COVID's impact on, on the industry and, and, uh, and on the business. But let's now take a look ahead. There's so much to be hopeful for, I think. Uh, we're all making big plans when the world returns to normal, so to speak. Um, we'd love to hear more about your vision for Tierra Carrier over the next five years. Yeah, no, I, th I think we're all longing for getting back to something that is more normal, right? And then the, the question is, what's going to be the new normal in, in many ways as well, uh, if that's going to be different than what it was pre-COVID in, in, in that sense. But uh, we'll see, I guess. Uh, but um, uh, having said, the vision for, for Telia Carrier, I think we're, we, I mean, we are continued now we're under different ownership and uh, since, since a few weeks back and of course that that gives us a little bit of a different platform uh, than what we had previously and, and being very uh, very much of a standalone organization brings something different with us uh, with it and uh, but I think it's it's uh, to some extent it's all different and to some extent the vision is very much the same <laughs> if, if I put it that way I, I think we are very much at the core of connectivity services and, and the importance of, of internet and, and global distribution of traffic. And so having said that, I, I think there are quite many things that we still uh, is, is left untouched for us in, in many ways. Internet is gradually moving further and further out, both from not only from a user perspective, because the, the, the people want to be able to sit and use services in a different manners, but the actual content is moving closer to the end users as well. So I think there is always going to be a gradual expansion of the footprint in the net in the in the areas where we're already present. Um, but on top of that, I think there are a few uh, markets, of course, that we're not present in, in in today, which I think is of great deal of interest. And if I could, I mean, if I could really wish for where I would want to be, I would, I would like to see Telia Carey being present everywhere. Uh, that might be a little bit tall order in five years, but, uh, but uh, hopefully we're, we're on that path, at least, of, of expanding our footprint into markets where we're not present currently as one. Yeah, it'll be exciting to watch, that, that's for sure. You know, our audience loves to hear a little bit about the careers and uh, stories of our audience, uh, of our uh, guests, rather. Tell us about your journey to Telia Carrier, uh, starting from Telia, uh, how you sort of found yourself in the C-suite, any advice that you might give to younger uh, folks in our industry, 
And, you know, give us some highlights on your journey, if you would. Yeah, yeah, no, I, 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 I'll try to at least. I don't know if there are recommendations in 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 that sense of <laughs> of how you reach there, but uh, but I, I I think it's important to try many different things throughout your career, uh, and then I'm not meaning necessarily different kinds of businesses. That could be one way of doing it, but different kinds of roles. And I think actually I'm a, I'm a I'm a business major in from the beginning in in from university, but but then actually starting working with technology when I when I started working and and internet was very new, and so everyone was sort of searching a little bit in in terms of what well, is this technology and how does it work and how can you in one way or another make that work even better. Uh, and I think one of my greatest learning experience I had from the very beginning was um, I was on a trainee program in the beginning and uh, and I uh, I was working for six months in the US at, at that point in time and and the first first job I had there was to sort of you you were it was a little bit of a mom and pop shop internet uh, uh, ISP there and uh, I was a salesperson, but at the same time, you sold something and then you took the route around your arm and you went out and configured it and set it up for the client as well. And I think those those kind of things are actually kind of important when you look back at it, because you sort of understand a little bit more of the full chain of, of actually what, of how a business works, both the technical aspects, but the selling aspects and, and even the delivery part in that case, right? So... So I think I think it's important to do many different roles uh, throughout your career, and I've, I've surely done that through through my career. And then it's gradually been sort of moving up a little bit, but but at the same time in different kinds of roles to to get different perspectives on things. And I think that's very important to to actually enhance your skill sets and also. Uh, probably also have a little bit more empathy for what different roles requires. So if you're going to lead, you also need to understand what those roles requires and what's what's good and what's not bad in, in uh, and what's bad in certain of the roles and, and behaviors and things like that. And if you haven't done it, it's kind of difficult sometimes to, to judge, uh, I think, in some ways as well, right? So... I, I feel that if any recommendation in that sense, don't don't hesitate to try different kinds of jobs. I think that's super important. So I love that. I love that. Yeah, and from a hiring perspective, you know, try to hire next generation Stefans out there who are <laughs> <laughs> who not only yeah, let, let, let's not go there. I don't I don't think that's a good thing. But <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure very few, uh, sadly. Um, but um, uh, now that brings us to um, our fun little end section uh, of our program. We have uh, the rapid fire section where we just ask uh, a few um, few fun questions uh, in a rather quick pace, and you tell us the first thing that comes to mind. Um, yep. So, okay, first up, Tia Carrier, of course, based in Sweden, although global. Um, so we have to know what is your top recommendation for somebody visiting Sweden? Oh, uh, well, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm from the countryside from the beginning. So I would say a little small town called Vastena, which is about 200 kilometers south of Stockholm. That's a very beautiful area, not very commonly visited by foreigners. So yeah. I'd, I'd recommend uh, that. <laughs> Americans, Americans tend to go to Stockholm, but... It's, it's yeah. a very big country. Uh, are there other places up north as, as well that that are accessible? Because we love our northern lights and our uh, 
a reindeer here, here in America. Right. So. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then uh, what is your favorite location to travel for? Uh, yeah, that, that well, I mean, I've, I've, I've lived for several years in the US, so I actually really enjoy going back to the States uh, and uh, in particular, the, actually the East Coast, uh, that, because that's where I spent most, most time. So I, I really enjoy going back there every once in a while for work. Yeah, we'll come back to Miami. We'll have a mojito here in South. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would be nice. <laughs> so. And okay, chew up. What is your most used app on your phone and why? Uh, this one is a boring answer, I'm afraid, because the, the most used app in these days is unfortunately the mail app. <laughs> so, oh, so. Very boring. You can at least shout out Spotify, you know, another great Swedish uh, company. Yeah, uh, well, it's commonly used, but if I'm actually going to be true and honest, it, it is probably the email, <laughs> to be honest. But uh, Spotify is very, very well used, but not, not the most used one. <laughs> and, uh, and having a one-year-old, my, my uh, monitor, my baby monitor is also getting like equal exposure, I think, between emails and baby monitors, <laughs> my new world. <laughs> um, okay, so what is your favorite hobby or pastime when you want to unwind? Yeah, when I unwind, well, if I if I do something with my friends, and I, I actually I actually do enjoy playing golf a lot, uh, and that I do uh, as soon as I can get some some spare time in, uh, I'll try to do that every once in a while. So, fortunately, the season in Sweden is kind of short, but. Uh, uh, but that's uh, that's a good way of unwinding, and you get outside at least for a while. So that's a, yeah, that's a good way. A good way. Miami with a mojito with Evan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, plenty of courses down there at least. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Stefan, for for joining us. It's great to see you as a, almost a new kid on the block at Tilia Carrier, and uh, we we see a lot of opportunity and and innovation and frankly, disruption coming from your corner in the upcoming months and years. So great to learn and we'll be watching. Well, thank you very much. And then nice having me on board here. I appreciate that. So um, and take care and enjoy Miami uh, a lot as well. Thanks so much. And guys, if you enjoyed today's Data Movers podcast, be sure to check out jsk.net slash podcast for more upcoming Data Movers episodes. We release every other week on Wednesday mornings, as well as other JSA podcast series. So go ahead and check us out there. And uh, until then, stay safe, everyone, and happy networking.